All right, time for our Family Matters feature now. And I want us to have a conversation on our Family Matters feature this morning about regret and how people can cope with living with regret. It's that negative emotional response that's related to what you could have done differently. Because life is full of choices. It's full of paths taken and not taken, which sometimes that, that causes people to feel regret over both the decisions they have made and the ones they haven't. And the reality is anytime you are required to make a choice, there's an opportunity for regret. Did you make the right decision? Could things have turned out better or differently? Would you be happier if you had chosen differently? And, and such regret sometimes center on, it could be mundane things, like whether you should have had this or that for lunch, whether you should have ordered this or that. To life altering things like whether or not you should have picked a different career or married a different partner etc etc in fact i was looking at research uh, last night suggesting that most common regrets were centered in the areas of education of career romance parenting their self and leisure so i want to know if you are living with regret that won't go away that feeling of regret why don't you give me a call uh, to share what your experience has been with regret on 011-883-0702. Whether it, it involves an affair or a career choice or a relationship, it could be anything. How long have you been living with regret and how are you coping? Because living with regret, regret can feel unbearable at times. It can impact your mental health. It can take both a physical and emotional toll on your body and mind. And when you live with regret, you might sometimes miss out on the joys of the present moment because you are constantly beating yourself up. And perhaps your regret involves someone who's already passed. Maybe you're experiencing regret because your current situation isn't working out the way you hoped it would. How is that affecting your life? I'll take your calls and your WhatsApp voice notes as, as we go through this conversation. Kifilo Mojapelo is a psychosocial well-being practitioner from Kefilo Mojapi Psychology Services. And Kefilo will be guiding us through this important discussion. Uh, Kefilo, thank you for making time for us. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Clement, and morning to the listeners. I, I want us to maybe start by distinguishing between productive reflection on our lives and what's happened in the past and, and getting stuck in regret because i imagine there's nothing wrong with reflecting about your past and using that as a catalyst to make changes and make better decision but it's another thing if you are constantly stuck in this in this environment this dark space where you are constantly wondering things could have been different why did i make that decision why did i not act in this manner and that ends up sending you into depression Exactly. So, um, like you mentioned, we, we people regret being on different things. Can be education, relationship, and all other things. So, the the reflecting positive reflections versus regret. Now, when you positively reflect on something, it's when you you you, you critique yourself, but in a positive way, and you look at what could be done better, and you actually implement those changes. Now, versus regret, regret you are stuck on a feeling, it can be a feeling of guilt, it can be a feeling of shame, 
based on whatever you did or did not do, a decision made or not done. So it, it overwhelms you and overpowers you to a point where it throws the body out of homeostasis or balance, therefore resulting either extreme stress or depression. So that's when now where you can say that is a regret because you are unable to move past. There's no justification mentally that says, no, you could have, you are learning from this. You are not moving past that point where you are now taking it to a positive way. So you are stuck on that feeling of shame, guilt, and whatnot. So that's when now you are purely regretting. You are not just reflecting, but you are regretting. And unfortunately, some of the, the, the regrets, you even if you want to go past them, circumstances around you now, today, they make you make it difficult to go past. For instance, you mentioned that um, the second one could be maybe an accident where maybe my mom told me, I must not go to a certain place. And I went and I drank and driven and now I cannot walk anymore. Some of the things are the illnesses where um, uh, my, my irresponsibility resulted in me contracting certain illnesses, which today I live with the that thing, which makes it that pill now will be a reminder of that decision that I made that day. Or even beyond the self, people around you, they continuously remind you of the regret of, of what you did, the actions that you did. Already I'm regretting. Now a person around me does not make it easy. And to some degree now, an issue of how do I move past? It's mm-hmm. not just me impacted in this matter. It's not just people, but deliberately. But let's, let's look at well on the circumstances that I just mentioned, the example rather, yeah, accident. When mm-hmm. you are through an accident, somebody is supposed to take care of you. That person is the very same person that told you not to go to a certain place or not to drink and drive. Yeah. And you did. So now they have to uh, help now me every day and that becomes the constant reminder even to them and to me so if i a a a difficult situation to go past what i regret i know and i'm i've dealt with it now this person is not making it easy for me to move past it oh yeah so 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 then that means then there are regrets um that are not within our control and there are some that we've got to let go and do, do you believe that regret can also be healthy um because some people say well it can serve as a catalyst uh, for personal growth and change uh, and we we hear oftentimes like the most prominent people celebrities whenever you ask them questions what do you regret any regret they say no regrets mm-hmm. that's become this popular mantra um, for many mm-hmm. signifying this idea that regret is a waste of time and energy right it's a world view that is repeated even in popular culture touted by everyone even on social media the influencers so can it be healthy where you use it as that catalyst for change so that you make uh, better decisions Uh, because then you would have to reposition your perception and mindset towards this concept of regret yeah so i you can say it's a matter of languaging how we use language to label certain things when we say regret as a point of reflection and critically reflecting so that you can take now positive action. Yeah. It's another form of explaining regret, but using a different lingo. Now, when you say regret, it's normally, taken, we are, we, 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 it's normally negative. It's negated because it, it, it implies that you are stuck on that feeling. Therefore, now, it, it, that's why it's regret versus a critical reflection or reflection. So it's just using language and making a person realize that the, the, the weight of the truth 
So, of course, it can be definitely a a, 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 a positive thing because when you are great, regretting, it means you are taking responsibility for certain things that you, me, personally did or did not do. How, even if something happened to me or somebody did something where I must not take responsibility, I do. So it can be a point of take responsibility where you can and move past. For instance, let's take an example where um, somebody has impregnated me and they left me. And I, 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 I regret being with that person, but I'm already, I, I forever am kept up on a victim uh, corner. Why did he do this? Why did he leave? Now this, there's no point where I, 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 I sit and reflect personally to say, but I allowed them. I did this. I did this. Especially now we are not talking about rape, but you, in, you as well were part of that uh, action where you had intercourse with this person. But then most of the time when we are pushing a situation where hey, men are drugs, men are what? As a woman, most of the time we try to be victimized, to play victim and not take responsibility. So the minute you step up and take responsibility, that's what I'm talking about. You reflect mm. and where you are failed, you are also like, oh, Munamara, I can do this. I'm, I'm failed, but what did I pay part on? And then you separate where you were wrong and where you also take responsibility so that you are able to move past, not always being a corner, yeah, 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 victim. So it can 100%, you are right. It's positive to a certain degree where I can, it, it also helped me psychologically to deal with the situation at hand. Because to every time if I put things onto people and I'm a victim, then if, if people are not coming to apologize or do certain things, then I'm I'm going to, to some degree, hit that depression. So there must be a point of reflection positively, take responsibility, mm-hmm. regret where you can, but don't be stuck. My point would don't be stuck on that feeling of shame, guilt, and whatever. Move past it. So yeah. that it's now you are, are showing what I've critically um, reflected on this. I've taken this. I've, I've thrown this away. Now I'm moving past. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, when uh, when you get an opportunity, if you're listening to to this conversation, you're wondering what what does it even mean that regret can can be healthy? Go check out a, a book by Daniel Pink, um, who authored the book titled The Power of Regret, and he suggests in the book that regret is not only perfectly normal but it can even be healthy right because it can act as a source of valuable information when utilized well it guides motivates and inspires you to make better choices um, in the future i want to hear from you on 011-883-0702 i've been asking if you are living with regret that feeling of regret that won't go away and i know in some instances people are struggling with managing regret that is related to decisions that affected other people. So it's not so much what happened to you when you took that decision or when you didn't take that decision. It's what happened and how the people around you were affected. Um, are you dealing with that regret? Um, how are you managing that, that feeling of, of regret? Give me a call. Give us a call on 011-883-0702. Your WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. David, uh, you're calling us from Centurion. Good morning. Good morning, Clement. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. Are you living with regret? What's been your experience with this? Okay. Um, my side, my story was that I was an active drug addict for 17 years. I was getting constantly arrested. I was going, living on the streets. And uh, four years ago, I made a change in my life to say, I don't want to have this lifestyle anymore. And I want to be clean and sober. And I've been sober since then. And I'm thankful to God for that. 
But the thing that I had the biggest regret during my sobriety was overcoming the feeling that I lost out 17 years of life, mm. okay? Mm. So from my school days up till now, last week I turned 37, I've just realized that I've wasted almost a quarter of my life away. I'm now in my, going into my 40s. I realize that I don't have education behind my name. I don't even have a property behind my name. And I have to start making changes because this regret was actually eating me up. So myself, like what you were talking about, is I decided to learn from my regret and say that I'm now sober. I'm not living that lifestyle anymore and I need to make changes in my life. Mm. So what I've been doing for myself is just living it as one day at a time. Yeah. Not focusing constantly on what I could have had or where I should be, but focusing on the year and the now that says today I must make the right choices. So for me, for education, to overcome that regret, I registered at UNISA. So I'm doing my course in UNISA now. Uh, Property-wise, I've got a job and I'm busy saving because I've realized it is actually not too late to make changes in your life. I mean, life is precious. Oh, David, you know what? You've just inspired me and I'm sure many other people listening. Good on you, man. Uh, we're really proud that, I mean, after being, what, for 17 years, you were, you say, a drug addicted to drugs and now you've been sober um, and you are actually living one day at a time. You're registering. And it could have been worse, David. Do you know if you had not stopped doing drugs, would you even be here? And you are no, here now. And you've got that opportunity yeah. to make things better. I'm proud of you, man. And thank you for, for such an inspirational story. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Clement. David, in, in Centurion. Um, and that's, that's it. And I suppose, uh, Kifile, what, what David says is, I've lent to, to manage this guilt that I'm living with and how I'm managing it is uh, I'm, I'm doing the things I didn't have the opportunity to do then. So he's like, I still have the opportunity to register to study and that's exactly what, what he's doing. So he's not just beating himself up and thinking I could be so far in life. Uh, the question is, where would I be had I not made the changes uh, to my lifestyle? And now that I've made them, and I'm still alive, and I'm healthy, and I'm sober, how do I make the most out of the time I still have on this planet Earth? Uh, exactly, Simon. So, um, congrats to him. At least the, 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 the change has been implemented, and he's seeing and the positive. The problem now becomes where you are, most of us, as he's speaking, I'm thinking, some people are a victim of circumstances. Mm. So, don't just be caught up on that and that you you relinquish your power to do something right now. So as much as maybe you grew up in a poverty stricken family or um, on a, in, on a, your parents were maybe in, somehow were drug addicts, now you're unable to go to school and uh, attain certain things. Let's not be caught up on the being victim of circumstances. Acknowledge that things happen to you. However, now I've got the power. What can I do? So there's a beautiful concept in, in therapy, yeah, the power of, um, the, the power of choice for in everything. I mean, somebody has a choice. So let's not, on, especially on this context, that being victim of circumstances. Yes, think you are not responsible for what happened to you, but you've got the power to change it and make life what you actually want it to be now, right now. Mm. So that's what I would advocate towards to say. Let's let's see what we can do. What change can we bring from? You can't just think and be caught up in a 
thinking mode of reflections without having to say, okay, now that I've thought, what now can I do better? What now can I do? Because Leona, I mean, to some degree, somebody today will regret not taking certain decisions today. Now we are talking, we are not just talking. This is an important topic for people to go reflect and do something. Highlight, do, do, do. Reflections, yes, I would say maybe a 20% reflect, 80% go change that thing. Because if you are not going to change that decision that you are not going to do, you might as well be regretting from it. Now it becomes a circle of regrets and a circle of regret. Mm. So, like you said, death, that person before they die, if you have to apologize, go apologize. If you must do certain things, do certain things. If there are certain compensations that we must be having today, let's have them so that we are not going to regret when certain things are built up, have built up now, resulting in a bulk of dysfunction that we are also going to regret from. Hi, <clears throat> Clement. Um, my biggest regret, uh, it's my previous relationship. Um, I broke up with um, a, a lady that I was dating. Even though it's, it's almost been like four, five years now, but I still feel like I should have fought for our relationship. Even though at the moment when we broke up, um, a lot of things were going on. Was it like um, it wasn't really a messy um, breakup, but like I regret um, not fighting for her. Um, I still try to contact her now. Not to say that I'm trying to ruin her current relationship, but I feel like she was, it's one of those people that you feel like those, these are your soulmate, you know? Mm. So that's my biggest regret. Um, cause like, I feel like she made me a better person than I was before meeting her. So I'm, I, I regret breaking up with her. Thank you. Oh, you know, I was about to say, go get your boo. Until you said, <laughs> until you said she's in a relationship, and if she's happy, you need to respect that. Uh, I was gonna say, if she's still not with someone, you need to go try and, and try and fix it. How do you manage that kind of regret, Kifula? Uh, Where, because I'm I'm picking up, you know, from from this listener that he well he says he wishes he would have fought uh, for that relationship. Um, what does he do in the meantime? Because he clearly thinks that is. Um, his soulmate, uh, the partner who's now in a relationship with somebody else. What do you do? Do you keep on praying that one day sh- she'll be back in your arms, or do you just pray and hope that you're able to, you know, get over that regret and meet somebody else? Because sometimes people bury how they feel. You meet someone and you are happy with them, but you know at the bottom of your heart. Uh, that what you are really yearning and hoping for is that you can be with a particular person. How do you manage that kind of regret? I think the best thing, Clement, would be to go into the self and use that for your own relationships going forward. And because that's for you, unfortunately, that person is gone. They can never know and experience a new you within the love triangle. However, the learning, just take the learning thing. Or um, let me move past forward. And yes, I love this person, but this is unfortunately the, the, as a consequence of my action or decisions, she's out of my life and I'm owning that. So don't own just the fact that you are regretting who you could have been the better person. Also own it up to say, because of that, she's gone. Now let me make it better for another person who's going to find me in the future. So mm-hmm. I think that could be how one can go back. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the beauty about... 
uh, these experiences, some some of which can be painful, is that they are also just part of our personal growth. We experience some of these things, and when we move to the next relationships, in the case of that listener, um, or you face almost a similar scenario, you know how to do better. You know how to take a, a, a better decision. Um, and that's life. It's going to throw all of these curveballs at us. And, and the question is, um, how are you going to uh, treat whatever has happened that you have regret over? You're going to beat yourself up every single day, go into that state of depression, wondering what could have been huh? and what could have not been, or are you going to actually learn from that and do better um, in the next scenario similar to what you've experienced before? Let us know how you are dealing with regret. We're discussing regret and how you can cope uh, with living with regret on our Family Matters feature this morning with Kefila Mojapelo, uh, who's a psychosocial well-being practitioner. Uh, I will take your calls after the headlines on 011-883-0702. If you've got some WhatsApp voice notes, maybe you want to share your experiences and how you've managed to deal with regret uh, through the voice notes. The line is 072-702-1702. 702. Family Matters. By 13 minutes before 12 o'clock, we're wrapping up our conversation on regret and how you are coping uh, with regret. Kefilo Mujapilu, uh, a psychosocial well-being practitioner, um, is guiding us through this conversation. Kefilo, I don't know if you still want to respond uh, to the, the the call we got from, from the other listener when your line was, was now being interrupted. But we also got a voice note from someone. It was uh, Petro, actually, who had called us earlier. And then we also got a voice note from Anonymous who says she fell pregnant, um, gave birth to, you know, her child, and she realized after that that she's actually HIV positive, and she was really angry at her boyfriend who just packed, left, and went to KwaZulu-Natal. He tried to keep contact with her, but she was angry at him until she realized uh, sometime later that this man is no more, and she regrets not giving him that opportunity to answer some of her questions and hear what he has to say. Um, and another uh, voice note from Anonymous who says, for eight years she stopped studying when she was with her partner and she's constantly wondering where she could have been had she not stopped studying while she was when she was in, in that relationship. So if you've got reflections on what Petro said, you, you can go ahead. Um, and, and if you have reflections on these voice notes as well. Right. Um, I think, Clement, what I can recommend definitely for for the guy who's um, going through his morning, bereavement therapy would definitely help. So normally what I do as well when I do bereavement therapy, we look at the bigger spectrum of life and death beyond just our, our partaking on it or not. So to look at life as to, and, and I'm, I'm posting this, we're trying to look at it actually because when you think, you don't know God's plan against ours. You don't know if certain things could have happened or not, even if you could have done certain things. So in therapy, we delve deeper into each one of them so that you see, oh, do I am, was I really, could I have done something really? And if you really still feel like you could have, then we also look at other approaches as to help that person so that they can move past the morning space where they constantly blame themselves and regret. And then to the lady who spoke about HIV, um, as, as I've mentioned, um, of course, you can never answer, but as I've mentioned, some of the things, the decisions that we make at a certain point, we make them given the circumstances and the situation. Mm, now, mm. when 
And this is life. I want also us to look at life in a chronological order. Go regarding step by step. When the, when I do therapy, psychotherapy, I do. We, there's what uh, one of the tools we use. Get um, timeline. We joke at this age. My life was like this. So as you do that, I I try to do that so that you don't judge a, a 21 year old Kifida with a 25 year old life experience. You you become kind on yourself. Uh, so that's that's what that's the, the rationale behind therapy and why people must talk to professionals because talking to just anybody certain people will help you justify certain things some will just say no it's okay he's gone without really going deeper and expanding on certain things so i would say definitely i would recommend therapy and the other lady who spoke about um how being how she could have started i would say the same thing yeah regret living with regret go to see somebody and also one of the things that we do when we one of the approaches it's one of the things is behavior modification. Why was she not studying? What was happening? Where was her, uh, her mindset at that time? So and another thing that we're not realizing, there's what we use in therapy called psychodynamic approach. What that does, it, we do we look at the ID, the ego, and the superego. In simple terms, as a person, we, there are different kinds of mind. There's a rational one, there's an emotional one. The middle one is the balanced one. So the balanced mind, we, it's not influenced by emotions. It's rational. It's trying to balance the two because many a times we regret because I'm, I'm subconsciously I'm, I'm focused on things that are self-gratifying oh. to me. So coming from the emotion, the far sides are extreme. Don't be too emotional. Don't be too logical. Try balance the two. Go in between. But I would say the logic one is based on moral principles. What is right? What is wrong? And also what is right? Not only according to society, but as according to you. Because right and right is subjective. It's not as per who says what. So that's what we try to do in, in therapy when I do behavior modification. To say, let's look at unconscious mind. It's basically saying, let's make the unconscious conscious. Certain things today I'm doing because of my background. Mm. Am, I, am I operating from a point of pain and lack or what? Because many a time we make mistakes because we are operating from a, pain, a point of pain and lack. I did not help. I suffered from. And now it becomes subconscious or even unconscious. So with therapy, that's now when we try to say, let's look at this behavioral pattern. Could there be something behind? So this, I'll definitely, without a doubt, recommend therapy. Yeah. And the, just the importance of self-compassion, even when we are dealing with regret. Because often we are so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you think, oh, I was so stupid for doing that. or so stupid for not doing that. And, and we forget that, as you said, certain things we did or didn't do because of the environment and, and the circumstances at the time. So how important is it for us to be compassionate towards ourselves as, as we make those reflections? Okay, so that's, that's now when we treat in regret to say, how do you treat this regret thing? So we, we and I don't like just labeling to say, I feel stupid. So even if you say, I feel stupid, don't end it there and label yourself. Be kind enough as well to say, but how did I make that um, that mistake? Hence, I'm saying moment to moment, we are building up wisdom. We are growing. We are seeing certain things that yesterday I could have done better. Today I can do better. So look at yourself like that. Look at your life like that as a, as a, as a, as a growing somebody, developing somebody. Today, the decisions that I made, I'm going to learn from them. Tomorrow, I become kind to myself to say, oh, can I have learned? So if you can treat yourself as that, then you don't become so harsh. And hence I say, don't just label yourself. If you're going to go on down the, tra- the, the rail of saying I'm stupid, 
go deep, but you say, why am I stupid? Because that's basically what we do in therapy, to look at how did you, because you say it's such a stupid mistake, how stupid was it? Was it really stupid? Many a times you realize, oh, I was feeling like this, I was this. So that's why I'm saying you mm. are influenced by emotion more than anything at that time. It's important, the timing. At that time, I was influenced more from my emotions. I was um, I, I was self-centered. I was selfish. I did not become rational to think, oh, my wife at that moment. Not that I didn't love her, but I cheated because. So not just, don't end it there. Look, oh, I was stupid. So therapy is one thing that makes you really look at yourself in that way, in a kind manner. Because otherwise, um, hence I'm saying, I wouldn't know how, if people talk in their private spaces, what turns them down, what makes them become less judgmental to themselves. Therapy is the only thing that makes you look at your life in a in a kind manner, compassionate to yourself. Yeah. So, like you say, judge yourself minutes. Let, let's be kind. Yeah. Don't look at a 21-year-old with a 35-year-old person. I mean, imagine those the, the time frame in between. They've experienced life. The wise them, you judge the 21-year-old. How face that? Like practically, how face that? Yeah. Um, do Do you think writing letters to and I'm asking this because uh, just I was reading some um, letters by this particular artist that I'm just forgetting now who has written letters to his younger self, um, and that's I suppose that's also part of his way of um, assuring himself and and forgiving himself for some of the decisions that were made or some of the things that he experienced when when he was young. How do you talk to that younger self, Kifule, who made those wrong, quote-unquote, wrong decisions or who, who didn't do something and now you've grown older to, to, to regret? Uh, can you write a letter to that young self? Can you, is there a way to sort of like communicate with that inner child, that inner young adult? Definitely, Clement. So that is that. Is that. Um, when we do behavior modification, we look at that to say, you, you writing a letter to yourself is one tool that is used in therapy. Another could be, like I said, t- a timeline. You write a line and you write yes to say you. I literally take you to that mindset and space, the space rather, of a 21 year old or an 18 mm. stupid mistakes, as you, as somebody might put it. And then we look circumstances at the circumstances at that time. Yeah. And that so definitely writing a letter to say and not regretting all that. Because now it's, it's, it's also therapy. It's a form of therapy. Yeah. You are infusing those emotions inside of you. Yeah. In fact, Frank Ocean is, is the artist uh, I was forgetting. I've been reading uh, this past weekend some of the letters he has written to his younger self. Uh, they're so inspirational. Kefilo Mujapilu, psychosocial well-being practitioner. Thank you for making time for us.